Now, the other thing you really want to consider is or what I, at least I considered was, you know, pulling back and not doing everything for them. So when they're very young, of course, they need a lot of support. But as they were aging and getting over, they could handle a lot more responsibility. So I wanted to really teach them independence. This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. Hello, Parent Warrior. And welcome to the Parent Them Successful podcast. I am so glad you are tuning in. As you probably realize, I am not Jessica Shields. I am her husband of 21 years, Robert Shields. Today is a very special episode. We're celebrating one the 100th podcast. And so this time around, we're going to flip the script and actually interview the Founder and CEO of Stronger Minds, Stronger Youth, Mrs. Jessica Shields. Also, stick around for this week's parenting challenge and your loving reminder. You definitely don't want to miss it. So let's introduce our special guest for today. Jessica Shields is a licensed educational psychologist and parent of four She is the founder and CEO of Stronger Minds, Stronger Youth, a company dedicated to providing resources to parents of children with special needs that they can use to help them maximize their child's educational benefit. She is the host of the Parent Them Successful podcast and loves helping parents strengthen their skills. Without further ado, let's welcome my wife, Jessica to the show. How's it going? You know, it's funny that (laughs) you asked me how I'm doing. Uh, This is a very exciting experience just being on the other side of the table. Normally, I'm the one introducing, I'm the one (laughs) that's welcoming the guest. And so it's kind of nice to have you in this episode with me because honestly, you were a part of inspiring me to start it. So this is very special for me. Cool. This is really neat being here behind the microphone and getting to see how Jessica does what she does as a podcast host. So this is really cool. So um, I have some questions for you, Jessica. And right. um, without further ado, I'll go ahead and get started. So, Jessica, tell us about your experience growing up as a child and your relationship with your parents and how your relationship with your parents has evolved from childhood until today. Well, <laughs> growing up, you know, As you know, but many of my listeners may not know, I grew up in a single family household. So my mom pretty much raised me and I have two older siblings from her first marriage. So I'm the only child from the second marriage. Uh, But, you know, my relationship with my mom was um, a very loving relationship. I had a I have and still have a great relationship with my mom. Um, My mom was an educator, so definitely education was a priority in our household. Um, 
And also, you know, just growing up with a single parent, you are really, you're really independent in so many ways because you have to fend for yourself and you got to help out and you can't be waiting for your mom to do things for you because look, she has to go to work. She has things that she has to get done just to make sure that you have your needs met. So I would say I have a very good relationship. My mom was encouraging. She still is, you know, and I also find that I am very similar to her in so many ways that I encourage others and I just love encouraging my kids too. So I would say an encouraging relationship, um, a very close relationship. I talk to her just about every day, even now in my adulthood. And as far as my dad, you know, my dad was never an absent father. He just lived across the country for most of my childhood. So uh, when I was in North, living in North Carolina, he was already living in California. So it was more like letters and phone calls and occasional visits because, you know, the distance was just uh, quite a distance. But he was always encouraging, loving. And I, I remember when I was little, I used to get mad at my mom. I would write a letter to tell on her. So I write, write a letter to tell my dad on my mom. <laughs> Uh, just because he was such a good listener when I had issues and he always um, just had so much concern and wanted the best for me and still does, you know, so I, I still am fortunate to have both of my parents in my life now. And even as I'm older, I get to still, you know, develop those relationships. And even uh, as an adult, I ended up moving to California and I have the opportunity to develop an even stronger relationship with my dad and spending more time with him because of the proximity in my adult life. But he's such a giver and he just uh, is a, is a, just a wonderful uh, person, human being. And I'm just so thankful to have both of my parents and have good relationships with them. And I know a lot of people can't say that, but I can, but that's how it has evolved and just talking to them and calling them and making sure that we stay connected and they're updated and I'm updated on what's going on in their lives. So, and they're not together, but just embracing and, um, being a family and just, uh, being together and showing interest in one another's lives. So that's how I would say my relationship with my parents has evolved. And, um, Ma and and Papa Sago, if you're listening, thanks for being such great, such a great mother-in-law and father-in-law. So, so Jessica, you and I, we've been in this parenting journey since um, 2003 for 20 years. Yes. <laughs> so, tell us about how you have moved from one phase of parenthood to the next, thinking about having babies to toddlers all the way to adolescence and, and young adults? Well, you know, we have such a spread. We have basically a, what, 14-year gap between the oldest and the youngest, So, and then two in between. So it's a little different. It's like once you get through one phase, you're back in it again. <laughs> uh, but I would say looking at the older three, because they're much uh, older than the youngest. So the older three, just thinking back to those times, thinking back to when they were really young, it was so important for me to have routines and 
for them, number one, bedtime routines just were so helpful. Having routines, especially in the summertime when they were at home. And also what I really enjoyed most about that time period was exposing them to different experiences. I used to take them so many places. I wanted them to have so many different types of experiences. I wanted them to have exposure to piano and dance and things that I wish I had when I was younger, but I wanted to give that to my kids and it really did pay off. And, you know, all of them ended up playing in the band. They play instruments. They still are musically inclined. But just uh, being able to go to the different museums, explore different places, go on road trips, those were some fun times when they were much younger. And as they began to get older, when they get older, they start having their own interests, they get involved in other things. So it's like, well, all right, so we have to shift and we kind of have to work around other people's schedules and uh, shift when we can do things together. And, and it takes more planning as they get older because everybody has their own thing going on. And then you have this new baby in the house and now everybody else is kind of doing their own thing. And then you have this new baby and then it gets to be a little bit more complicated because now this new one, he's in that early stage. He needs all the exploration, but everybody's schedules are tie- tied up. So it, it becomes a challenge, but you know what? It's something we can always get around. It's nothing that stops us from doing family things, going on camping trips, doing whatever we do together, trips to Vegas, whatever we want to do as a family. You know, it evolves based on their interests as they get older and you definitely want to get their input in how and what you do as a family so that you are still doing things together. You're still making those connections and you still have those good memories to look back on. So that's what I would definitely say I have learned from this uh, past phase in parenting. Now, the other thing you really want to consider is or what I, at least I consider was, you know, pulling back and not doing everything for them. So when they're very young, of course, they need a lot of support. But as they were aging and getting over, they could handle a lot more responsibility. So I wanted to really teach them independence. And that was so important to me because I was taught independence at a very young age. And, you know, when you have a child who is independent, they tend to do better. They're more successful because they know that they have to uh, do things for themselves. So that's what I would say was you know, something that I looked at for my, from one phase to the next. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, Jessica. So moving on to the next question, tell us about your biggest triumph, the biggest triumph that you faced as a parent thus far, the biggest challenge that you faced as a parent and how you overcame that challenge. That's such a hard question because I feel like, I face triumphs and challenges all the time. There's nothing that's bigger than the other. You know what I'm saying? So it's just hard to say that one thing is bigger or a bigger triumph or the biggest trial. It's just really difficult. But some that stand out to me, I would have to say when there is a 
situation at school that I have to navigate, those tend to be very difficult, especially if I feel like my child is being uh, discriminated against or treated differently in some way, or even if I feel like they're not being pushed or they're not being challenged enough, then those can be some definitely, definitely those are challenges that I have to deal with and face. Triumphs are when I see them excel, I know I've been doing something right. (laughs) So it helps me to just remind myself that I have to be doing something right. They're turning out okay. (laughs) they're, they're able to make good decisions. And for me, that's a triumph, but it's the the trials when things that are out of my control come against them. And one in particular for my youngest who has an IEP individualized education plan, just dealing with the schools with labels and having seeing that one psychologist tried to label him as what used to be called mentally mental retardation and knowing what I know and knowing that that label that she wanted to put on him did not match up with what education California education code said for eligibility and so that's why it's so important for parents to know the law know what the what you know the eligibilities are how they're determined that's why I give you this information that I give you so that you are armed you are equipped to say nope I don't agree with that how to say I don't agree with something and just uh, be able to navigate the system to still get your child what they need but in 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 all that I say that we were able to still get our youngest, the services that he needed, the support he needed. And it did not even matter what this person was trying to say. I was able to advocate for him and get him where he needed to be. So it was very helpful. And that to me was a huge triumph in the face of some definitely, definite, definite challenges during that time in our lives or in his life. And we still continue to advocate for all of our kids. And Jessica, I consider you to be the definition of a parent warrior. And I'm really proud to be on this parenting journey with you. Thank you. And we've been in this parenting journey together for 20 years. Yeah, that's right. And so if you could go back to 2003, when you became a new mom, what advice would you give yourself? That is a hard question because thinking about me and giving myself advice is definitely hard to think in terms of me giving me advice, but me giving somebody else advice who just had a baby. Oh, yeah, I can do that all day. But as far as me, I would say thinking back on that time, 2003, I would say that you can't listen to what everybody's telling you to do and how to raise your kid. There are some things that are definitely considerations that should be taking, taken with, um, with some weight to them. But sometimes just people tell you, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Well, stick with the experts. 
stick with the experts. Make sure that you are listening to things that are really solid, solid in research, evidence, people who are experienced in child development, they're going to know how to really guide you in what you should be doing for your child. Now, one thing that I really am grateful for during that time period is making sure that I gave my children early exposure to literacy. It really did help in the long run when they entered kindergarten they didn't have to struggle to catch up. They were already ready, set, go to learn. And that really made a difference. I would also say that just getting help when we needed it, especially those that first year, we were able, and if you're able to, we, we were able to hire someone to help clean the home. So every two weeks we had someone clean the house. It was so helpful but not being afraid to ask for help and getting the help you need. And even now, as they're older and as, you know, I work, we work, uh, you still need to be able to ask for help and, and try to find a way to get the help that you need so that you're not overwhelmed. Because if you're overwhelmed, you're not your best you and you can't really parent from a positive perspective because you're going to be stressed out. That's going to get in the way of things. You're exhausted. You can't interact with your kids and it's just a domino effect and it could hurt them in their mental health because you're not at your best mental health. So the advice I would give myself is, yeah, Jessica, make sure you continue to ask for help when you need it. Even if it's family members that can kind of chime in or help in some way, or if you can afford to pay someone and if you can't afford it, maybe figure out ways to be able to afford it. But help is so important for those who get extra money for their children with disabilities. Those workers that come into the home should be able to help do some dishes, do some things too. So just look into that. And that would be the advice I would give my young self, my new mom self. Don't listen. Number one, don't listen to everybody telling you everything. Make sure you stick with the experts for sure. Consider, you might consider what they're saying, but you still research in this day and age. We can research everything and uh, see if there's some weight to it. And then number two, get the help that you need so you're not super exhausted so you can be fully present with your child. That's amazing advice. And I'm just um, so happy to be on this journey with you. You've been an amazing mom to our four kids. And you've also been a picture of consistency for the past 100 episodes. You've posted a podcast episode consistently every week since I think it was the second half of 2021. So since you became a podcast host, how have you grown as a coach, mentor, and parent warrior? You know, um, <laughs> I think I've grown a lot. I've gotten more confident talking about certain issues. Let me tell you, with all the guests that I've had in the past episodes and more to come, I have learned so much. I am better equipped to support other parents. When parents tell me 
a, a situation they're in or a problem they're having, I could say, you know what? I was talking to one of my guests and we recorded this episode and this is what they said. And I can even refer them back to that episode. But I have so much more knowledge because of the people I have talk to, interviewed, and learn from. And sometimes when I'm doing a little bit of research for a particular topic, I am learning and I'm learning and I'm learning and I'm just passing on this knowledge. And I just love teaching because teaching, of course, I used to be a teacher and just teaching already is just, a, I guess, a natural gift for me. But being able to help and teach others what I know has just been a gift And the parent warrior, I like the term parent warrior, which I came up with myself because I feel like for for us, you know, we're at war a lot of times. We're at war trying to do what's best for our kids. And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody in the schools are not there in the best interest of your children. And so you got to, sometimes it's war. We want to work with the schools. We want to work with these entities, but sometimes And not all the time, but sometimes it's like so much red tape. You can't do this. You can't do that. And or they're not doing things the way it should be done. And your child might be falling behind. But, you know, the teacher doesn't feel like doing the paperwork to to do interventions because there's a lot of paperwork on them. Like you got to sometimes fight. And I haven't found the perfect school. (laughs) You know, we have we we've tried charter school, we've tried homeschool, we've tried public, private, we've tried all of them and they have their pros and cons. But I tell you, that's the warrior piece that you always have to advocate. But in order to advocate, you have to have the knowledge behind it. And so I just love educating parents in that knowledge and being a resource, just being a resource. What do you ask the teacher when there's a problem? Like there's certain questions you should be asking. And so I created a whole, uh, I created a whole like uh, online course just about what the right questions to ask the teacher and what you should expect. So, and that's because I work with teachers all the time and I know what they wish parents would ask. And then some wish you won't ask because they don't want to do the work, but you ask anyway, right? So Yes, I have grown so much of my knowledge. I love learning from others, passing on my knowledge and helping a community of people who really care about their kids and their children's future. So what a wonderful question. I appreciate that. And we appreciate you um, here in the parenting community, the way that you um, have selflessly, selflessly shared your knowledge and how you come with it every week and you drop golden nuggets for us as parents. And I just want to say that, you know, I listen to quite a few podcasts and Jessica, you've heard me tell you this before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an excellent podcast, um, great content, very well produced as well. And I'm not just saying that because I'm your husband. I'm saying that as a person that consumes podcasts a lot. <laughs> so I want to just say congratulations on your 100th episode. Thank you. And so by now, um, I hope that you're feeling inspired and maybe you have reflected on your own parenting journey. That's a good thing. So let me challenge you. Reflect back on your parenting practices and think about how the Parent Them Successful podcast has supported you. 
And then here's your loving reminder for the week. Parenting is a journey in which we continue to learn as we move forward. Every stage presents new opportunities to grow. Well, I surely hope that this episode has blessed you. And if it has, simply hit the follow subscribe button so that you don't miss any new episodes. And as you think about that sister, that brother, that cousin, or that friend who needs this information too, simply share the link parentthemsuccessful.com. Again, that's parentthemsuccessful.com because sharing is what may make the biggest difference in someone else's parenting journey. If you are the type of parent who is serious about better supporting your child's growth and development, join Jessica's email list for more free content to help you on your parenting journey. Go to StrongerMindsStrongerYouth.com forward slash join the list. Again, that is StrongerMindsStrongerYouth.com forward slash join the list. The link will be in the show notes. Hey, I really do appreciate you and we thank you for listening. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.